we are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. The Cheers to Comics Podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics Podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Slurds, welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and this is Trade Negotiations. This is a very special Trade Negotiations. This is a Trade Negotiations that wraps up um, almost a saga of Trade Negotiations. Uh, I have, as you all know, I'm sure you know, if you follow me at all, I'm a fanboy of Chew. I'm a, just a, I, I love Chew. So I've covered every single volume um, 1 through 11, and here we are to wrap it all up, volume 12, and in great timing, just before the uh, Chew Outer Darkness crossover occurs. So, uh, yeah, before we jump into this and dive all up into this, well, I guess uh, I should kind of tell you what a polis priority is if you're not fully aware, but it's it's me talking about a volume of a book. So, yeah, this volume is Chew, volume 12, Sour Grapes. Uh, John Lehman and Rob Guillory still doing it. Uh, Taylor Wells helping with the colors. But first, I want to tell you about one of the fine, fine sponsors of the Cheers to Comics podcast. Now, this is out of the uh, wonderful family that is uh, NSCLiveTV.com. And where there is NSCLiveTV.com, there is Auction Action. And, of course, there's going to be comics. I wouldn't be talking about it if comic books weren't involved. And a great place to get comics is through one of the amazing channels of NSCLiveTV.com, and that is Hooked on Comics, and that is provided by the Inked Market. So, check it out. Um, the, the, it's, it's auctions, it's slabs, it's a bin room, it's crazy funny hats by John and Mary and the rest of the gang. It's, it's great stuff. So tune in Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on NSCLiveTV.com, Channel 12, or you could also find them on the, uh, their, their Facebook groups as well as the, uh, the Cheers to Comics Facebook group, because I'm always re- retweeting them you don't retweet on the facebook yeah just sharing their stuff sharing the auctions as when you it's what you do when you know you have someone supporting you so support those who support this podcast and once again that's tuesdays at six eastern and saturdays at seven eastern that's hooked on comics so john and mary and the goofy hats and the rest of them there you go so uh i'm ready to talk comics man i'm ready to talk one comic in particular uh, whew, it's kind of sad that this is all coming to an end, but I don't know. It's good to know that there's at least a, uh, there's at least a crossover that we're going to get three issues out of, so choose not completely over. But let's, before we talk about the end, let's talk about the beginning of the end. Chapter one. Hey, how you doing? My name is Joey Galvez, and I'm here to invite you to head on over to the 143 Podcast Network to check out all our shows that range from collecting, music, all things geek, all under one roof, right here on the 143 Podcast Network, 
partnering with Age of Radio. Check us out. Oh, man. So, Tony, he's done nibble on a little bit of uh, Savoy now that he's dead. Uh, you know, you gotta keep... I'm not gonna recap all the uh, the other 11 volumes. Just, that's, just go through and listen to them. And I, I cover it for a reason. Um, so, just know that Savoy's dead and it's you know, that was his plan for Tony to have to eat him. So, uh, so he's, Tony's not all about it, but he's doing what he has to. He's nibbling on an ear here and there, and he's getting, you know, these, uh, um, messages through him. Savoy's able to communicate to him, but he's not really giving him the whole gist of everything. So finally, and, and a big reason that Tony, as powerful as he is, isn't able to get through to him is because Savoy was smart enough to eat just an abundance of beets right before he killed himself. And as you know, beets are kind of the, the anti-cybopath, if you will. And uh, yeah, so it's making t- really, really hard for Tony to get through and get this information that he needs as to why he ate Amelia's manuscript or destroyed Amelia's manuscript by ways of eating it after he read it. Because apparently there's some crazy answers that are all going to come about in there. And then, uh, yeah. So, uh, d- despite all of that, you know, he and Colby, they're, they're still FDA agents, and they have work to do. So they're on a case. And this case involves a Ceridoratus. And a Ceridoratus, um, that's another one of Layman's crazy made-up super-powered dudes. Um, and the the ability behind the Ceridoratus is essentially it's uh, something you ingest, and it has to be ingested via ice cream. And if you ingest this ice cream, then it freezes your brain, um, but not just any type of brain freeze. It turns your noggin doing a fucking goddamn icicle. So you 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 freeze brain to death, brain freeze to death. Well, they arrive in the crime scene and realize, okay, the guy that owns this ice cream truck, he has been found dead by uh, Caesar, way up, whatever, so we got to track down this other motherfucker. So they're tracking down the other motherfucker that may have, you know, taken on this, this ability and this power. But while they're doing so, he's, Tony's still getting more visions from Savoy. And something important actually slipped through. And Savoy says, check it out. This whole contagion thing, the avian virus, the avian flu... That is, um, well, it, it traces back to four very distinct individuals. And, you know, they go through and you, you see these four type of cybopaths, three of them dead, one still alive. Uh, the one that's alive is the most important to this whole thing. Uh, he is a, uh, oh shit, what is he? Um, well, we'll get to that in a second. Um... That that's actually that comes <laughs> that comes in the next issue. I got a little bit ahead of myself there. I get all excited. Um, well, well, before they diverge, divulge who these individuals are, uh, Colby snaps out of his little trance while he's speaking with uh, Savoy through uh, cybopathic, telekinetic, other big word that's probably made up uh, type of ways, and and that's because. Kobe is getting, you know, fucking side-blinded. Side-blinded? He's getting fucking jumped from behind by the uh, the, the perp, because they're still on a fucking case. So, Co- uh, Tony, at this point, you know, he's not chasing anybody down. He just points and fucking shoots, and boom, boom, dead motherfucker. Kobe, even Kobe finds this to be a little low, dude, but at the same time, eh. 
So at this point, Kobe says, "Look, you're not getting all of the uh, you're not getting all the information you need. You know, there's four individuals that are responsible. You don't know who. So it, it's you just got to do what you don't want to do, man. You can't just be nibbling on Savoy's ear. You're gonna have to just eat his ass. And uh, so, well, Tony doesn't want to do that, but he also, yeah. So uh, obviously, t Tony doesn't want to do that. I keep saying that. Well." Kobe says, look, why don't you just have your world-renowned chef cook him for you? I bet he can make him at least, you know, kind of, you know, just palatable, if you will. Um, he did it with pollo. He made pollo really good, so, yeah. Uh, well, Tony says, I'm not going to ask Chow for any favors, but then his phone rings, and guess who's on the other end? It's Chow. Chow needs a favor. Mm hmm I love comic book timing. Chow says, look, Paneer, which, if you don't remember, uh, is... Tony's sister's, dead sister's, uh, widower husband, who is the head of NASA, uh, he is drunk on Chow's couch going on and on about how he was supposed to protect, uh, her brothers and blah, 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 and, you know, he's kind of just rambling all this weird information. Well, he rambles on about how he knows what the skywriting is. Now, the skywriting, I said you got to be following this book to understand what I'm talking about. It's the weird flamey alien writing in the sky that nobody knows anything about. Well, he apparently has decoded it, and um, he's found a pattern that wherever this thing appears, it appears and then explodes. And uh, th that's bad for Earth on account of it's there. So, um, yeah, uh, this freaks Tony out and realizes, okay, shit's serious, and uh, the end is near. Well, eh, at this point, Tony says, oh, well, you need a favor? I can, um, I, I got a favor, too. Hey, will you cook this, uh, this old FDA agent? He's dead. And that's chapter one. On to chapter two. Chapter two starts to explain things just, uh, a little bit more, um... So like I mentioned uh, about the, the four individual individuals, that's a new one, <laughs> four individuals uh, in chapter one that were kind of touched upon by Savoy saying these guys are actually the real catalyst to the uh, trigger of the avian flu and blah blah blah, but you know, I didn't really know who. So um, right off the bat, we get a, a somewhat of an ex actually a full-on explanation of the four individuals, and they were all super powered in their own type of foodie way. But out of the three of them, the only one that's really relevant is the one that's still alive, and that is Sanford Ciapino, and he is a cybopassum, and essentially he's able to broadcast. Uh, whatever that may mean, but uh, broadcast his taste buds or whatever he's tasting, other people are able to consume. I I'm not exactly sure what that means, but at this point in time, if you're questioning stuff in this book, then you're, uh, you're a very patient person because none of this is supposed to really make sense, I would assume. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, the cybopassum. Now, um... He now, how did he actually become contaminated to begin with to be able to broadcast this thing and you know start this whole epidemic, this avian flu? Well, it right goes right back to that other known cybopath that's still alive, that quote unquote vampire type of dude. Um, I don't remember if they've given a name or not. I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of a real big gap between volume 10 and 11. 
and uh, he wasn't mentioned in an 11 at all, so here we are in 12. Well, I forget his name, but whatever. I'm just still going to call him the vampire, despite we, you know the fact we all know he's not a vampire. Sure, uh, check it. Um, he, uh... <laughs> Uh, he he's he's got to go find this uh the Sanford Ciapino. But he, I mean, sorry, I mean Tony, Tony and well his partner uh, uh Kobe. So yes, and where is he? Well, he's thought to be still alive in Yamapulu. Uh, the uh, Yamapulo, that's that weird island that's you know home to the Gallsberry, which is the chicken taste and substitute fruit thingy. So, um. <laughs> Uh, at this point, uh, Tony, he, they don't, they don't go through the, the, the details of Tony eating, uh, Mason Savoy, despite the fact that, you know, I mean, we just, we just know it's gonna happen. Chow cooked him, and Tony ate him. So now he knows all types of shit, and that's how he's able to get this information, by the way. Um, so, uh, as Tony's going through Yamapulo, he's kind of starting to realize that maybe Savoy's been manipulating Tony the whole time, just the way he wanted. You know, he got him to eat Mason just the way he wanted, and all this other stuff, and now, uh, when it comes down to it, there's this, uh, um, uh, quandary, because when, when they find Sanford, he's, he's not exactly, uh, alive. <laughs> he has been eaten already, and um, you could tell on account of the giant, uh, bite taken out of his fucking face. So, um... And then, you know, uh, Savoy, keep in mind, Savoy's in uh, Tony's head off and on all throughout, and you, you're always able to tell what's going on, for one, because Savoy's talking, but two, they always have this red-shaded hue over the panels, which I find to be very helpful, very, very helpful, it uh, keeps from a lot of confusion occurring. So, um, yeah, at this point, Savoy says, haha, I got you, motherfucker, now you gotta eat him, you're, he's already in your system, because you ate me, I hate him, but... Um, I'm not as powerful, so you're gonna have to still take a bite out of him anyways, bitch. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's what he has to do. And when he does that, uh, <laughs> uh, he, he, it's also revealed that there's another big, big thing that Tony must do. And this is in order to save humanity. And it's whispered in his ear, and, uh... <laughs> and he doesn't react too kindly to it. He's not he's not super happy about it, but he's not whew, he's he's more distraught and crazed and upset and sad more than anything as Kobe looks upon his uh franticness. And then I'm starting to think, you know, there's no way he's, we're going to realize what that thing is until towards the end of the the end of this uh this entire series. But as it turns out, no, they he, he Savoy does explain or, <laughs> oh man, it's crazy. In order for Tony to save the world and prevent the fire skywriting alien stuff around the planet Earth to, uh, or from exploding and, you know, causing the end of all of humanity and Earth as we know it, um, Tony has to eat Amelia, his, well, um, wife. So that's a bummer. That's a real fucking bummer, man. And I tell you what, two chapters in and already <laughs> shit is fucking crazy, dude. Shit is so goddamn nuts. And, you know, I gotta say, hang on a real sec. My daiquiri's a little too frozen still, so I gotta work with it. Sorry about that. I don't mean to make a big deal out of my drinking, but, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, that's, that's chapter two. It's fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. As one would hope that all five issues of this this series would be 
So, um, without uh, before they carry on to chapter three, we get a bit of a palate cleanser, uh, <laughs> and we get a uh, we get a Poyo story. You know, Poyo's dead, but Poyo is the king of hell in uh, this little demon chicken one-shot story they did and included in this here trade paperback. And like I said, it's a great palate cleanser before we carry on with the final three issues of this entire series. So, um, I'm not going to get too far into it. This is something I really think that needs to be enjoyed all on its own. It's a uh, Dr. Seuss parody, specifically The Grinch. And instead of The Grinch, it is Grumpass. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, I, uh, fuck. I don't want to really continue on because I don't want to give it away. You know, this is one thing. I know this is a trade negotiation. I'm supposed to go through and do things in full detail and blah de blah de blah But here's the thing. This doesn't really... Uh, it, it doesn't pertain to the story. It's just a fun little, hey, remember that dead chicken that everybody loves so fucking much? Uh, here's something, and I would imagine it's right around Christmas time on account of issue one was... E no, no, it wouldn't be Christmas time. I don't know why they did it, but, uh, <laughs> or, or maybe this came out before... I, I I don't know I I don't I don't know the timing I didn't follow it as it was being released so unfortunately I'm ignorant to the all of that but regardless it's in the book and it, it made me feel although it's still very fucking poyo very violent very uh <laughs> it, it made me feel a lot better about the fucking news that Tony received at the end of chapter two so there you go. Uh, fucking demon chicken, man. Demon chicken. King of hell. King of hell. <sighs> Gotta fucking love it. I, God, I, I almost don't want to continue on. I really, deep down, I don't want this to end. I don't want this to end. But I know it's gotta get done. So here we go. On to chapter three. So in chapter three here, <laughs> um, it's really just Tony accepting the end of the world. He's not going to eat his wife, so yeah, it's the final day. The skywriting is back in full force, and Tony just he's just going to enjoy the last day with Amelia. They've come to conclude that the skywriting is really there. Well, initially when it appeared, it was uh, um, the, the, the skywriting warning, chicken is doom. Well, now uh, Tony realizes that the only way to stop this from happening is to kill everybody eating chicken. It's not really an option for him. Uh, <laughs> so, and then the same thing goes with, you know, eating his wife. Either way, he goes down as being, well, a prick for saving the world. So, yeah, he's just going to enjoy this day. Um, well, phone rings. It's his cunt of a sister, Rosemary, and she's got herself a little emergency on the last day of the world. So, Tony being the f jolly good fellow that he is, he goes up and sees what it's all about. And he realizes this end-of-the-world emergency is a van that is missing from their driveway. Tony's not so happy about it, but regardless, he and Amelia carry on the case, because what else do you do on the last day of the world but search for your shitty sister's stolen, fucked-up van? Well, so there you go. Um, as they're going through and they're trying to crack this case, um, all, all based off of uh, the, the lead being a cigarette butt that Tony has to munch down. <laughs> gross. That, that's probably like one of the, the, the least gross things he has to eat though throughout this story. So, eh, what are you going to do? Pretty sure he has to eat cigarettes in the first volume too. Anyway, he and Amelia, they're on the case. They're doing shit. They're looking for the stolen van. But uh, meanwhile, um, uh, you know, it's a... Uh, 
uh, Amelia's trying to kind of convince Tommy, Tony, hey, maybe you should have eaten me, and blah, 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 and that's when Tony kind of really divulges to her, look, either way, I go down as a fucking prick, and, um, that's not the part of you I want in my mouth, mm. so, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what's going on there, but, alas, they have, uh, they, they have come across the, the villainous fucks that have stolen Rosemary's van, and it is the uh, Zelenovi brothers. <laughs> now, here's the deal. They're via holatoriums. Getting better at this. Uh, and uh, what it is is uh, specifically each... Uh, well, there are specific vegetables that they ingest to increase specific uh, tributes and traits. So, one of them, you know... Uh, so, there's three brothers here. Two of them being uh, Joseph and Janez. And their things are butternut squash and asparagus. They'd be munching on butternut squash and asparagus, and they get a big old boost in fortitude and durability on top of their beefy-ass strength. But then they got the other brother, Svetko. And Svetko, he likes beets. And, hmm, uh, I'm sure you're aware there's somebody else in here that gets a little, uh, um, well, beets are a thing for them. And that's our main character, Tony. Well, when you got... <laughs> Uh, a guy that is immune to beats and a guy that gets powered up by beats and blah blah blah. Yeah, just, Tony came out ahead. Tony came out ahead. He fucks them all up. They kind of skipped that whole fight scene. It's not necessary. I got shit to do. So um, it's the last day. So they, you know they they find the van and blah blah blah. And at this point the day's over. They've wasted the last day. And you know it's uh, you know Amelia kind of sees it differently. Well you know fucking uh. We gotta hang out. You did the right thing. You spent your last day doing something, you know, really, really nice, even though it was super, super petty for your sister, who you don't really like, so that says a lot about your character. Let's go bone. So they go bone, and that's the night. Except, Amelia gets up in the middle of the night, and she starts clickety-clackety typing away on her little keyboard, and then her eyes start to drip, and her nose starts to drip, and it ain't tears. It ain't snot. It's blood. Her face is dripping blood. So is she writing herself to death? I don't know. How fucking... Mm, oh, man. Well, you know, I'm going to keep saying this throughout the rest of this podcast. I don't want this fucking book to end. But I also need to know how it ends. So that's chapter three. Continues to be gnarly. This one was kind of fillery-ish, but at the same time... Uh, very uh, informative as well as far as the, the, the purpose of the sky riding and the, the death to chicken eaters and all that stuff. Plus, we got to see a few more, uh, you know, not cyberpaths, but foodie fighters, if you will. That's what I'm going to call them now, foodie fighters. It only took me 57 issues to get to that, but foodie fighters. <laughs> so there we go, chapter three. Here we go on to chapter four. So full disclosure, chapter four is a real fucking bummer, dude. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll probably get through chapter four pretty quick because it's more, uh, oh, it's just sad. It's sad. So let's do this. Chapter four, Tony wakes up to a dead Amelia. She did, in fact, kill herself. She over, over, uh, hmm, over cybosensoried, over, over cyboscrived because she's a cyboscrivener. Uh, so yeah, that thing she typed out, 
was too much for her. She tapped into powers that were way behind or beyond her abilities at this point. She didn't get to train and stretch her capabilities, so yeah, and just did it too much. It was bad. But the thing that she typed out is going to be the thing that could save the world, and that is, <laughs> and whether that's whether or not Tony reads it. So as Tony's holding Amelia. Uh, Kobe walks in and you know he's walking in with his eyes closed being all oblivious and stupid oh man I just found the best breakfast place and he's patting his stomach and he's got his coffee and oh man well and then he looks down and he sees Tony drenched in tears and uh and Amelia f- was kind of bloody in the face on a you know the, like I said started dripping dripping that blood from all of her face orifices so um, yeah, and Tony, you know, he realizes the, the, the story she wrote, it is, it was designed and written to save the world. Now, how is a story going to save the world, you might ask? Well, let me tell you. So, uh, at this point in time, Tony, he's, he's absorbed a lot of abilities, a lot, uh, tons, and the last one being the most important one, and that's the whole broadcasting ability. So, with Amelia and her ways, uh, she she typed up a story that essentially it's coded to where if Tony were to broadcast uh, the, the the story, then uh, what she could do because it's her stories are like food and almost yeah, it's it's a whole thing. You just you know if you haven't been reading all of this, then you should. Uh, it'll it'll all make more sense. <laughs> I hope this isn't the first episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast you're listening to, because you're probably really confused. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so yes. Now, the idea is, is this code would kill all who eat chicken, and that has been the warning that the, the, the fire writing, the sky writing, um, has been you know just kind of thrown down the whole time. Like I said, chicken's doom. Chicken eaters will die. So, in order to save the world and keep it from blowing up, chicken eaters must die and tony's got to make sure that happens now whether or not tony wants that to happen that's a whole other thing so that's really where this uh this issue's kind of uh it's it's tony kind of trying to figure out exactly how he wants to do this so kobe suggested let's go fuck up some bad people so they go on themselves a little case they go to the old fda headquarters and they see caesar caesar's getting ready to go on a case and you know, Kobe suggests, hey, man, why don't you take the day off? You know, have yourself a little day off. Live like there's no tomorrow. Because, you know, nobody really knows that the end of the world is actually happening. They suspect the end is near. But only really Tony and a couple other people know what's really going down. So, um, they, uh, they take Caesar's case. Now, what's Caesar's case? Caesar's going after this fruitier, fruitier, I think that's how you say it. Now, is he a cybosensory? I don't know what the, that's not the actual word. A foodie fighter? <laughs> no. Um, what a fruitier actually is. I'm totally saying that wrong. I'm just trying to Joe Dierte it all up. <laughs> uh, his deal is, is, yeah, he eats people, but he doesn't really get anything out of it other than the enjoyment of a fried, greasy, uh, battered, and dipped human body parts in his belly. And that's that's all he likes. So that's that's fucked up. That's super fucked up. So 
Caesar and or not Caesar, um, Kobe and Tony, they go to fuck him up, and that's what they do. Tony beats him almost to oblivion, and Kobe just ends up shooting him in the head because why the fuck process all that paperwork on the last day of the world? So, um, at this point, you know, Kobe realizes, look, the fire riding and started to emit heat. The end is nigh. So, what you gonna do? What you gonna do, Tony? You gonna read this story? And he does. He starts reading it. And, you know, the story itself, keep all, you know, keep in mind the actual story, the, 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 the virus that Amelia has put in this story, it's all coded. He's not just gonna come out and say, chicken eaters die. You know, it's, it's, it's this cool little story that was really meant just for him. And it's about, um, a, a daughter. A daughter of a badass, a, a couple of badass agents that just goes out and saves the world every day. And comes home, has dinner with her older parents, now retired, and then she goes out again the next day and saves the world. And it's, it's you know, obviously a depiction of, uh, you know, what what if Tony and Amelia grew old together and Olive went up to become the best. So, um, yeah. Well, the story has been read, and all around the world, chicken eaters are dropping. They're dropping dead. They got the blood and the, you know, all of that stuff coming from all their face orifices. You know, that's, that's it. Uh, Kobe. Kobe. Oh, man. Kobe looks on Tony and says, you did it, dude. And then he gets a little drip. Oh, man. And it ain't coming from his wiener from fucking old dirty ass, uh, the, the, the boss of his, I can't remember, Applebee. That's, it's not, it, it's a face drip. And it's a blood drip. And that big old breakfast that he was bragging about, he decided to indulge in chicken and waffles because it's been a while. And why not? <laughs> um, yeah, that's a real fucking bummer, dude. That's a real fucking bummer. So, uh, Kobe is now dead. And, uh, the world has been saved. Millions of, tens of millions have now died. Um, and that's it. It says, end of Chew. We all know that there is a fifth chapter. So I'm gonna explain that here in a minute. But, uh, yeah, fuck. This, uh, this, whew. Uh, it almost, it's not anticlimactic. That's definitely the wrong word. But, uh, it's, it just, it just happens so fast, man, you know, but this guy, he's been experiencing so much loss and death lately, if they were, you know, if Lehman, the writer, were to just keep, uh, you know, dragging out all this sadness, fuck, you know, we'd almost have to go an extra issue, you know, another, uh, maybe one shot of just people fucking sad, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, um, I loved it. I fucking loved it. I thought it was beautiful. You know, it was, it was it was cool how Tony and Kobe went out one last time and they fucked up just a really really bad random person to death, and then did the right thing just despite the the massive consequences that it, that were instilled. And then we got a you know really beautiful story that was slightly told through it. So there we go. There we go. That's chapter four of Chew. Let's uh let's read this fifth and final chapter or issue 60 of this amazing, groundbreaking, independent story. Alright, um, so it is, uh, it's the future now. I said that, that was the end of that era. Uh, it's now the future. Tony's old, and he's doing a little bit of remembering. You know, we get a few pages of a montage of just a lot of, uh, 
you know, well, scenes that have taken place throughout this the 60-page, or 60-issue extravaganza. So now, it's the future, and Tony's old, and, well, as one would assume, Olive is an FDA agent, along with her uh, very, very strange friend, Ginny, or Ginny, or whatever her name is. Ginny's been up all night partying and doing drugs, and at first you kind of see him as, like, a weird fox and a pig in bed and shit in the classic Tony, or in the classic chew over the bed. One person's super satisfied, super satisfied. The other person's a little uneasy under the covers type of situation. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the, the, the things are starting to sober up and, you know, you start to see, okay, this is a person. These are people. These aren't just, uh, fucking animals in the future. Fucking now. I'm being all people-like. So, um, yeah. Well, Nolive, uh, Olive knocks on the door, interrupts the little fuckfest that's going on there, and, uh, it says we got a case to get on, bitch. So, Jenny, she, she juices up, and by juices up, I mean, uh, snorts some, some octachonk powder, <laughs> dust, whatever, and, uh, she gets all beefed up. And finally, we get the real explanation of her power. Um, uh, when we first introduced her, she got shot up a whole bunch, and she just gets right up. But she had also just did some drugs right there. And you realize that her power as a... Alright. Pharmacoscrios, I think is what it's called. She's impervious to damage while she's fucked up and intoxicated and on substances, essentially. So, <laughs> uh, old guinea. Uh, they're on the case of old Peter Piloff. Now, Peter Piloff is not a, a new name. Somebody that Tony took down way back in the beginning. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the, Peter Piloff has developed a, a bit of an interest in Olive. Every time Peter Piloff, who is now um, a super powerful f uh, foodie fighter, uh, his powers aren't fully identified, and they just manage to keep on growing. Every time they think they got a peg down, hey, fuck, he grew back that arm I cut off, or whatever it may be. So, he's done busted out of jail, got himself a little crush on Olive, because every time he gets in jail, it's because of Olive. So, it's kind of the, the Batman-Joker type of situation a little bit. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what's going on here. Well, we get a pretty badass fight between uh, Olive and Ginny, or Ginny, and uh, old Peter Piloff, sorry, I just like saying his name, and eventually it leads to his arrest. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you know, this is fucking... Um, it's, it's time to go end the day, you know, uh, for Olive. So she goes, and she's going to see what the fuck's going on with old Uncle Chow and Daddy Tony, who now live together. She gets to the little house, and Chow's out there gardening, and she says, why are you gardening when there's robots that do that now? And he says, bitch, it ain't the same. He doesn't say it just like that, but it's so, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Um, and she says, where's dad? And then that's when you realize, oh shit, Tony lives with his brother. Uh, how's that work? They hate each other. And he's like, fuck, I'm not a fucking keeper. Fuck that guy. Fuck Tony. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Why would I know? And she says, because you spend every waking moment together. Why wouldn't you know? <laughs> Uncle Tony, or Uncle Chow, make me something delicious. And that gets him to calm down from his little I hate Tony rant that he's getting ready to go on. So, um, he's in there cooking, cooking some food. And, you know, freaking Olive's just walking around. She realizes something's missing. Now, um, while all of this is going on, there's also, <laughs> there's a big thing happening outside. And that is, uh, not, not directly outside, but in the outside world. 
Um, this is big for all of humanity. This is a, uh, oh, uh, the, what, the, what do you call it? A touchdown ceremony? A first contact ceremony. That's what it is. Now, these extraterrestrials that have supposedly been communicating with us for several years, obviously, they're about to come down and meet with people and share knowledge and technology and secrets and recipes and whatnot, and all is well. So, um, yeah, Olive realizes that, hey, maybe, maybe Tony's at that. He was invited. You know, and Ch even though Chow says, "Look, that's that's probably not his gig. He's he's not gonna be there." Well, Tony is there, and he's there with um, uh, well, what's his name, uh, Appleby, who's just going off on Tony about how you know he, he got Kobe killed, <laughs> even though Kobe pretty much did it to himself. And uh, who else is there? Oh, Caesar. Caesar's there. So. Uh, Olive notices that something is missing off the wall in Tony and Chow's house, and that would be the chocolate knife that she had carved for him that was used to kill the collector. So, you know, the one psychopath that's fucking alive? Well, not alive, uh, is now dead. Um, I don't know why he said he was alive. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going on there, and she realizes, oh shit, why would he have that? And, well, the ceremony... Uh, it commences, and we get the, hey, take me to your leader type of bullshit, and all's well, and then the masks come off, the helmets, the spacesuits, and we see that under these masks are chickens. Giant fucking chicken people. <laughs> and it's great. I love it. So that's, the yeah, and then boom. Um, Tony, he's uh, he's a little upset. He's a little upset, and then boom, chocolate knife up out the jacket. It ain't melting, and he runs through the crowd, and he jumps up, and he gets face-to-face -face with the old chicken ambassador, and he shoves the chocolate knife into its fucking heart, and that is the end of the book. That is the end of the book. Oh, man. Um, this is, uh, I like it. You know, I, I can I can say this. I'm, I'm, I can say I'm very privileged as a comic book podcaster that I've had the opportunity to uh, kind of talk with John Lehman a little bit via private message and you know he 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 divulged some secrets to me that have since come to uh, come to light and you know he's, he's let it out to the public but my timing on doing this last uh, last volume of chew could not have been more perfect the universe speaks speaks uh, very clearly to me because as it turns out Chu will continue on this is not the end of Chu Chu 2 is going to happen it's not going to be Rob Guillory though I'm gonna let John Lehman explain all this to you in further detail because he and I literally just landed a time and date for him to come on the show we're gonna talk Chu, we're gonna talk Chu 2 we're gonna talk all types of great stuff um but uh Man, I, uh, w my point of all that is, is that when we were laying down potential dates uh, a week ago and he was giving me these amazing fucking secrets of a Chew 2 that very few people knew about, seemingly, um, uh, he, he was kind of anxious as to how I felt about the ending. And as was Guillory, too, when I had him on the podcast. He was like, man, I don't know, tell me what you think. You may hate it when it's all said and done. I could, that could not be further from the fucking truth. It's what I least expected. 
which is everything I want in a comic book. I hate fucking being able to predict comics, man. I'm not the writer. I'm not a good writer. I'm not even a mediocre writer. So if I could ever predict where you're going with something, eh, I mean, I guess it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not as enjoyable for me. I didn't see any of this coming at all. I didn't see the book actually ending in chapter 4. I didn't see the fifth chapter being a, well, let's just kill the motherfucking chicken bitches that were responsible for tens of millions of deaths, um, including so many that Tony loved personally. This is, this is fucking comic book telling, man. And you know what? Anybody that says anything bad about John Lehman or Rob Guillory can come through me and I'll, f- ooh, I'll eat them. I'll eat their fucking face. Uh, <laughs> I love this book. Um, I can't wait to talk more about it. I can't wait to talk. Uh, let's see, let's see where Chew Two goes. I do have a a little bit more detail. It's not going to be what you would expect, but that's not going to be for me to say. I'm gonna have old John Lehman explain all of that. So. Um, thank you, Slurds, for tuning in. I'd like to remind you to support this podcast, as I always do. Um, join Patreon. Become a patron. Become a member of the Slurred Army. You're going to get these episodes early a lot of times. Most of the time, you're going to get the bonus episodes early. Um, I'm starting to uh, <laughs> schedule more people than I have time for, so that means the patrons are going to get a lot of early access stuff that really, it's not going to be one of those things where, hey, I'll just wait five days. Some of this stuff is going to be banked to the point where you might have to wait a month before it's actually released to the public with some of these interviews and bonus episodes I'm putting out. So there's definitely some incentive for just a fucking dollar. A dollar. A dollar. Um, but if you don't want to give me a dollar, that's cool. Uh, I'm not going to send you stickers and give you exclusive content, but I will still urge you to uh, become a uh, a raider. <laughs> uh, that, that was that I, I I mixed up those words. Um, rate the podcast, man. Uh, the Apple overlords insist this podcast apparently can't be successful unless it's Apple approved. So, uh, and in order for it to be Apple approved, y'all need to. Uh, leave some ratings. Five-star ratings are huge. Um, I'll read them. I'll read, I'll read the comments as they pop up sometimes. Not all of them. It's just whenever I feel like, well, mostly whenever I remember. It takes a lot to go into these, or I put into these episodes, and by the time it's all sun done, forget, forget, oh, I should have read a comment this week, but whatever. I'll get to it eventually. So, yes, um, thank you. Thank you for joining me on this amazing journey of independent comics. Um, the journey that has been Chew, that John Lehman and Rob Guillory has laid out for us, and really so many other comic book uh, stories and independent books that have, you know, like I said, this 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 book knocked down some walls, man. Took took comic book storytelling to a whole new fucking level, and it will go down as my most recommended comic book to any new reader ever. This is this is it. This is what I recommend. So. Bam. Thank you, Slurds, for tuning in. It's been an absolute fucking pleasure. As always, you Slurds read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Season two, 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 season two,
Arena. Coming soon.